Thank you for joining us today on Growing Grace. This podcast is a daily journey through the Bible in a devotional format to discover the beauty of God's unconditional love and limitless grace. From the Old Testament to the New, from the historical books to the Gospels, from the prophets to the epistles, we will search for the true central figure of the Bible, Jesus Christ. Now for today's devotional, here's your host, Jonathan Carver. When I was an infant, I spoke like an infant, I thought like an infant, I reckoned like an infant. Having become a man, I did away with infantile things. That is the 11th verse of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we were talking about it yesterday, and we want to continue to talk about it in more practical terms today. But I want to pay attention to the three things that he specifically mentioned. He said when he was an infant, when he was an infant, there is nothing wrong with being an infant. Let me make that crystal clear. Everybody has to go through the infantile stage. What's wrong with the infantile stage is that it remains within us even though we should have had all of the opportunity for growth. Okay, This is what this podcast is about. It's about growing in grace. When we begin to experience the grace of God, it should cause us to grow. Many people believe that grace is a word that should be avoided and only appreciated because many people believe that grace is some kind of a license to live a licentious life. But grace is an empowering power that gives us the ability to trust Christ despite our human weaknesses and understand that Christ is the one who helps us to overcome. Because look at what he says here. He says, when I was an infant, I spoke, I thought, and I reckoned or reasoned like an infant because I didn't have the capacity or the training that is required for me to act any differently. Now, That doesn't mean that a person cannot be exposed to it and they just ignore it. That that happens sometimes. This is the reason why it's so important for us in the faith to make sure that we are working on building disciples. Because a disciple is a learner, and a learner is someone who is growing. I want to show you a few examples throughout the Scripture, and I don't know if I'll get through all of them today. I probably won't. I probably have to do it again tomorrow. But I want to show you how Jesus dealt with some of these instances with his very own disciples. Remember, when the disciples began to follow Jesus, they didn't know anything. They didn't know Jesus' doctrine. They knew the Old Testament. They knew a a considerable amount of it. But they certainly weren't the best of the best. Uh, Otherwise, they would have probably been in some rabbinical school. But they were of their trade. They were some of them were teenagers in their father's trade, like the sons of Zebedee, Um, and then Andrew and Peter. uh, They were also fishermen. Matthew, a tax collector, and we see these people from all the different walks of life. And Jesus had to deal with them at the point of their maturity level. And different times, Jesus had to deal with these types of problems. Let me give you an example here in Matthew chapter twenty. Um, Jesus gives an incredible example here to uh, not only two boys uh, that lacked maturity, but even a mother 
who did not understand what was going on right in front of her eyes. Uh, let's read this. Matthew 20, 20. Um, he says, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him, talking about Jesus. And he said, What do you wish? And, Je- and, and she said, Grant these that, that these two sons of mine may sit one on the right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. Okay? One problem here is is that James and John's mother were still of the opinion that Jesus was come to set up a physical kingdom, which was erroneous. Um, and, and, and so they were asking for the, the boys to be on the right and left hand of them. Well, Jesus says, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink of the cup that I am able to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said to him, we are able. All right, so let's think about how that the mother was so concerned for her boys. That is a natural course. But the problem is the lens through which that she was understanding what Christ's role was here on earth was a real problem. But Jesus was so kind in this moment of immaturity to deal with them uh, he did not go on a big diatribe of how that he was not here to establish an earthly kingdom. It wasn't the appropriate response. Instead, Jesus looks at the boys and says, Are you able to drink of the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said yes. Well, that is the adolescent response. Of course we're able. I mean, we're, we're practically men. We can, we can do this. And, 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 and Jesus was so kind and loving to them. Look at how he approached them. He says, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with. But to sit on my right and my left hand is not mine, but it's for those uh, prepared of my father. You see, these guys did not understand. They, they would drink of the cup of suffering. They would be baptized in the baptism of a death that, um, that would be very, very difficult. The baptism of fire, as it were. But they were asking things that they often, it's just like a, a, a young person oftentimes feels like that they're ready to drive. I remember my son, Kirby, I, I told him, I said, I know that you're old enough to drive, but I don't think you're ready to drive. And I waited until I was satisfied that he was ready. And see, God carefully maneuvers us through the paths of maturity because he loves us so much that he wants us to make sure that we are mature enough to handle it. And that's how we know that we're growing in grace. See you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on Growing Grace. This podcast is a daily journey through the Bible in a devotional format to discover the beauty of God's unconditional love and limitless grace. From the Old Testament to the New, from the historical books to the Gospels, from the prophets to the epistles, we will search for the true central figure of the Bible, Jesus Christ. Now for today's devotional, here's your host, Jonathan Carver. When I was an infant, I spoke like an infant. I thought like an infant. I reckoned like an infant. Having become a man, I did away with infantile things. 
That is the 11th verse of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we were talking about it yesterday, and we want to continue to talk about it in more practical terms today. But I want to pay attention to the three things that he specifically mentioned. He said when he was an infant, when he was an infant, there is nothing wrong with being an infant. Let me make that crystal clear. Everybody has to go through the infantile stage. What's wrong with the infantile stage is that it remains within us even though we should have had all of the opportunity for growth. Okay, This is what this podcast is about. It's about growing in grace. When we begin to experience the grace of God, it should cause us to grow. Many people believe that grace is a word that should be avoided and only appreciated because many people believe that grace is some kind of a license to live a licentious life. But grace is an empowering power that gives us the ability to trust Christ despite our human weaknesses and understand that Christ is the one who helps us to overcome. Because look at what he says here. He says, when I was an infant, I spoke, I thought, and I reckoned or reasoned like an infant because I didn't have the capacity or the training that is required for me to act any differently. Now, That doesn't mean that a person cannot be exposed to it and they just ignore it. That that happens sometimes. This is the reason why it's so important for us in the faith to make sure that we are working on building disciples. Because a disciple is a learner, and a learner is someone who is growing. I want to show you a few examples throughout the Scripture, and I don't know if I'll get through all of them today. I probably won't. I probably have to do it again tomorrow. But I want to show you how Jesus dealt with some of these instances with his very own disciples. Remember, when the disciples began to follow Jesus, they didn't know anything. They didn't know Jesus' doctrine. They knew the Old Testament. They knew a a considerable amount of it. But they certainly weren't the best of the best. Uh, Otherwise, they would have probably been in some rabbinical school. But they were of their trade. They were some of them were teenagers in their father's trade, like the sons of Zebedee, um, and then Andrew and Peter. Uh, they were also fishermen. Matthew, a tax collector, and we see these people from all the different walks of life. And Jesus had to deal with them at the point of their maturity level. And different times, Jesus had to deal with these types of problems. Let me give you an example here in Matthew chapter twenty. Um, Jesus gives an incredible example here to uh, not only two boys uh, that lacked maturity, but even a mother who did not understand what was going on right in front of her eyes. Uh, Let's read this. Matthew 20, 20, um, he says, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him, talking about Jesus. And he said, What do you wish? And she, and, and she said, grant these that, that these two sons of mine may sit one on the right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. Okay? One problem here is, is that James and John's mother were still of the opinion that Jesus was come to set up a physical kingdom, which was erroneous. Um, and, and, and so they were asking for the, the boys to be on the right and left hand of them. Well... 
Jesus says, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink of the cup that I am able to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said to him, we are able. All right, so let's think about how that the mother was so concerned for the, her boys. That is a natural course. But the problem is the lens through which that she was understanding what Christ's role was here on earth was a real problem. But Jesus was so kind in this moment of immaturity to deal with them uh, he did not go on a big diatribe of how that he was not here to establish an earthly kingdom. It wasn't the appropriate response. Instead, Jesus looks at the boys and says, Are you able to drink of the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said yes. Well, that is the adolescent response. Of course we're able. I mean, we're, we're practically men. We can, we can do this. And, 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 and Jesus was so kind and loving to them. Look at how he approached them. He says, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with. But to sit on my right and my left hand is not mine, but it's for those uh, prepared of my father. You see, these guys did not understand. They, they would drink of the cup of suffering. They would be baptized in the baptism of a death that, um, that would be very, very difficult. The baptism of fire, as it were. But they were asking things that they often, it's just like a, a, a young person oftentimes feels like that they're ready to drive. I remember my son, Kirby, I, I told him, I said, I know that you're old enough to drive, but I don't think you're ready to drive. And I waited until I was satisfied that he was ready. And see, God carefully maneuvers us through the paths of maturity because he loves us so much that he wants us to make sure that we are mature enough to handle it. And that's how we know that we're growing in grace. See you tomorrow.